And a very good day to everyone. This is the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. And hopefully you are having a good day. And it looks like on Facebook we're having a little trouble, but uh, we're still here. This is episode 72 and uh, lots of stuff going on. As we record this show on a Thursday, it is the beginning of the NCAA tournament. So if you're wondering why I'm kind of grumpy, Joe, my Oklahoma Sooners started off this tournament with an overtime loss. Yeah, well, that's... um... It's got them in the par for the course down the stretch with them they guys. Were, they were a 10 seed, right? And yeah. The island was a 7 yep. or was it flipped? I forget. No, they were a 10, yeah. The thing I love about these first two days is that you have – that's they're kind of close, 7 and yeah. 10. But I love these 3 versus 14. It used to be, you know, when we were really young kids, a 16 would never have a chance against yeah. a 1 or a 15. But now 16, a couple of years ago, 15s, 14s. 15. I mean, 14s and 13s especially. you yeah. got some 12s coming on. I mean – no, that's the fun of the NCAA is tournament. Just, is the upset. There's not a doubt about it. It's the it's the best thing. So if you're watching on Facebook, uh, pick your winner. Uh, who you think is going to uh, win the NCAA tournament in 2018? My pick right now to win it. I I rode this bandwagon for about the last couple weeks. I'm going Xavier to win it all. No, I, I want I want a name of a school that doesn't begin with an X. Um, <laughs> Xavier, well, no, no, Xavier could. I've seen a little bit of their games. I've been really impressed by. Uh, and again, I'm. No expert by any means, but but Virginia, yep. their defense was was just stifling in the games I saw. I really don't. I didn't start watching until the conference titles games, but they were pretty interesting. So go ahead and but, post but, your who you think should win on Facebook. We have three or four people already on there, and uh, I'm taking Xavier. Joe's leaning towards Virginia, so we'll yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was, still wasn't the most exciting golf. I mean, this exciting. I gave it away. The TV I've seen this week. Oh, you're I, right. I think I'm Tiger Woods. Uh, I know it's good for golf that he's it's, back. It's good for sport. I don't know, maybe. Don't you think? I mean, I realize that this isn't as big as them, but Tiger's bigger than any of these teams and players. But I, I'm glad he's back because, you know, you love to see the comeback story. I said I used to hate Tiger, but then when he was down and out, you kind of felt far for it. bad for him. I'm glad he's, you know, uh, and made the comeback. But I still go back to the fact that now, if you're a professional golfer, you have no chance of being the story. If you were another golfer besides Tiger? Yeah, you have no chance of being the story. It's always going to be what Tiger did in this tournament, how Tiger played, how Tiger finished. It doesn't matter. If you win with a great round, they're still going to be talking about Tiger. And, and I think that's part of the problem. Well, you know, a lot of these younger golfers like Jordan Spieth are saying they are so excited. Rory McIlroy. Oh, because well, there's more eyeballs on them. Well, no, here's what they want. They want Tiger to get back to where he was so that now they can have stories about competing against the uh, great Tiger. Yeah. They, because they feel like right now golf is not at the level it was back then. Oh, Although I, I would argue overall it's better now. There's more there's more, there's more uh, popular, amazing yeah. golfers now. Not that there weren't a lot of good ones even yeah. in Jack Nichols, Nicholas's day. Uh, but they want to be able to compete against them. Man, they are so excited to have him. In. I mean, he came one stroke away from going to yeah. the playoffs there in the Oscar uh, Invitational there up in Tarpon Springs. There you go. So, if you uh, what do you think about Tiger as well as uh, go ahead and uh, pick your uh, uh, NCAA winner. We're having all kinds of trouble on Facebook, so but we're still going to post the show. Another connection off to the NCAA tournament is <clears throat> The Bears just signed quarterback Chase Daniels yep. to be their backup. Two years, I think, eight or ten million dollars or something like that. And what I can't believe is Chase Daniel, who's a, who's a serviceable second stringer, but clearly not a starter at least so far. I mean, who hopefully, who knows? Maybe we'll do somewhere. But there's still that guy out there. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. How, I, do you, how do you sign a Chase Daniel and rationalize that he's better for your team than Colin Kaepernick? I, he's not. 
It's absolutely amazing that he's not. Now, there were rumors today he was cited in Houston working out, so maybe the Texans are taking a look. I don't know. That would be smart for them Uh, because they have a good defense, they have some good players, but they don't have the quarterback to go. But what I don't understand, I know I go back to this if you've listened to these shows a little bit, is where are the interviews with Colin Kaepernick saying that he wants to play? That's what I've yet to hear. Where is the proof that he actually wants to be in the NFL? I want to see him on tape or live saying, yes, I do want to play, because I've yet to see that. And that's what the one thing that's missing out of this whole equation. He should be playing. He's definitely one of the top 40 quarterbacks in the world. There's no doubt about it. But he needs to say that for me to be convinced that he doesn't just like kind of being the story behind the story. Does he really want to play? Because Chase Daniels got signed. I saw somebody was bringing in uh, – Kayla, or Chad Henney for a workout today. The Dolphins, I think it, it was. was. A, I'm like, are I you kidding me? Dolphins, yeah. It's amazing that Kaepernick hadn't got a shot, but at least I, I would like to know we played. And at least there was a sighting in Houston that he was working out. So, But, but uh, here's, here's another part of that is that we're willing to forgive the NCAA tournament going on with all these payoffs to coaches, <laughs> to players. There should be suspensions among all of the teams, as you all know. That's forgiven. But some guy who's quietly sitting aside protesting something that means something to him personally to try to help others is vilified. Well, you, you, you took one of my what I, one of my thoughts right out of my mouth is, I don't know if you heard, but Ted Valentine, one of the worst of all time basketball officials, did something this year where he wouldn't talk to somebody. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I think we so, talked about so it. So he's banned from the NCAA tournament this year. They say you're not getting any games. Sure. So here's a NCAA can say, okay, you, you did something wrong, not illegal. It was kind of funny. It was, but it wasn't illegal. But it wasn't illegal. But it wasn't it's alleged illegal. Sure. He did something dumb. He's banned from the NCAA tournament. But these 25 teams (laughs) and the coaches, I mean, Kansas, Duke, all of them are in the NCAA tournament under an FBI investigation. Federal infraction. And they're not, and they're playing. It's absolutely mind-boggling yes. that this go that this is allowed to go on in this in this in the world of sports. That you know, Ted Valentine. I'm not a Ted Valentine fan by any means, but he's facing the wrath. And you know, Arizona's playing, Duke's playing. All these teams are number one seeds and are playing. I, I the guy posted on Twitter, and I, I was thinking about it, but I didn't post it. His his pick for the 2018 NCAA champion vacated. <laughs> Well. Uh, yeah. So if you're watching on Facebook, uh, who do you think will win the NCAA tournament this year? Uh, post it at uh, if you didn't if you missed it earlier. Uh, uh, Joe's kind of leaning towards Virginia. I'm going Xavier, which by the way is also in the Yahoo report. But uh, we'll go from there. Both of us like clearly are taking chances <laughs> by taking the one and two. Seed yeah. The there, you, there you go. Either them or St. Bonaventure. I'll think. I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Where is St. Bonaventure, Joe? It's, uh, I thought it was in New York area. I don't know. I thought no. it was up in the Northeast. I have no idea. That's why I ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll look it up here in a second. I'll act like I know it all. There you go. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Ted Valentine didn't do anything wrong. Nothing. And he's not allowed to to referee. But the player from Duke who's tripping everybody is allowed. Grayson Allen. People break FBI. (laughs) To me, yeah. It's just crazy. It's uh, there there was a great quote, and I wish I could I I could remember it here. Uh, Maybe I will when it's way too late. But they were doing a story about why people are able to overcome um, this. So fans, why, yeah. why are they, they don't expect the ratings to go down because of any of this. Yet they're saying, oh, because Colin Kaepernick, people are going to are not watching the NFL, which I think is BS. There was, there's, there's an erosion taking place. But this person who studies sports consumer behavior said this. This is probably the, most, the smartest thing I've read in some time and probably maybe the most obvious at the same time. She said, fans are great at rationalizing. 
we're good at being able to create narratives that allow our heroes to remain heroes. Oh, I believe that. Doesn't that say, I say told, all that? Yeah. I told you the story about when I was traveling to Baltimore for a baseball tournament when I'm when my oldest son was twelve and there all these fans were all these there's people on the plane with Baltimore Raven Ray Lewis jerseys on. And and I asked this one lady I was sitting next to, I go, How can you wear that jersey and, and not feel weird? He goes, Oh, we don't care what he did to those guys, but we love him as a player. I'm like, and her kid is sitting right next to it. He's like eight years old, and I'm like, it's. Yeah, I get it. They rationalize it. They, 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 they stay your heroes no matter what the alleged incident or whatever it was. If the person helps your team win, it's okay. But if you stand for a social injustice like yeah, you're like vilified for like uh, Muhammad Ali. You know any of these other athletes who are doing that? Yeah, you're right. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Um, you had some other. You had, had texted me or emailed me or something. Some thoughts on some uh, other interesting things that were happening in the world of sports. So, talk about a couple of those. Yeah, a couple of one is the I thought was interesting. The broadcasters of the World Surfing League, which we talked about endlessly <laughs> yeah. here, of course. I didn't know there was such uh, a thing. They instructed their uh, their cameramen to focus on the action rather on than the female surfers, because uh, apparently. Some surfers uh, wear uh, really tight bikinis and some wear shorts. And they're saying, stop focusing in on that and stop making comments about that because it's too much of a sexism there. So uh, it's kind of interesting. Although this is an organization where uh, women's... Okay, that's not okay. But it is okay that women surfers still receive 40% less than their male counterparts for winning the same competitions. <laughs> you know, don't talk about, you know, their figures uh. and how lovely they may happen to be. Uh, but let's not treat them the same with the same dollars, right? Yes, and the World Surfing League just made an appearance on the Sports and Media Podcast. Yeah, we hit it all here. There you we go. hit it all here. All right, go ahead. Uh, the other thing is the selection show. I don't know if you watched much of it. I didn't get to see it. I know that they basically released all the teams in it, then they went to the different brackets, and it drove people crazy. You'd have thought that they didn't release the names or something. I didn't see it, so I can't be a complete judge. I only read what I heard. I didn't mind it because at least I knew early if my team was in it. Yeah. You know, Mike, one of my kids called me because, hey, we're in it, because, you know, the Sooners in, in terms of that. But, yeah, there was people say it was horrible. It was the worst sports broadcast they've ever seen. But, I mean, I was like, it was a show to announce people teams in a tournament. That's what this is. It's it's just an announcement. This was, but this was the worst announcement, yeah. Jeff, ever. The worst. So you, did you see it? it? The same. No, I didn't get okay. it. I didn't care about it. Okay. But, but, I, I, uh, but I, was, I was reading the very same thing. It's and, amazing. And ratings went down. Um, have lost 31% of the ratings since 2014. They're trying it last year, as I recall. They said, okay, let's go bracket by bracket. Yeah. Another. Who cares if it's the first thing? You can't waste, you can't spend an hour to watch the show and people are delivering this information. What What's going to make you happy? What's going to make everybody happy? Well, nothing. No, it, I mean, I've seen it where they've announced the number one seeds first, then they go bracket by bracket. You know, TBS did the right thing, I thought, was, hey, here's the 68 teams in, and now we'll talk about it so you know that your team made it. So, you know, that, which is great, and then you go through the brackets. But it didn't good. The other thing is, you know, I think I think right. people, they, they hate change in sports uh, is what it comes back but down to. But yet they want it. Yeah, well, we want, yeah, there's a certain change you want, but some they don't. So there you go. Again, if you're watching on Facebook, we'd love for you to post who you think will win the NCAA tournament. I see some people out there. We got Eric, Angie, Brandon is watching out there. So post who you think will win the NCAA men's bracket. Um, other topics. You had another good one, I think. Um, we were talking about uh, one thing is interesting is that um, it's, not, it's not really in the news so much, but. Um, I'm working on a project, maybe working on a book on college football this next year. Yeah, about the kicker still? No, something else. I'll okay. talk to you off air. All right. Um, but it's, um, I've been looking at revenues. USA Today does a great um, 
piece every year about coaches' salaries and revenues and what have you. Mm -hmm. like Eastern here, I think our budgets like for athletics is like twelve to thirteen million dollars for the entire year, whereas um, Texas last year was over two hundred million. So that is really a bunch of haves and have-nots. But the more I was looking at this, I was highlighting all the FCS against the FBS programs. Yeah. Um, the highest rated FCS one, I think, is James Madison, like it's 60 or something like that. But if you look at all the bottom ones, they're <laughs> all FCS. But even more so, they're all historically black colleges, which I thought was really interesting. Um, there's a couple of schools that are in the same town. Like, I'm from Florida, so Florida State and Florida A&M are in the same school, uh, city. The Rattlers. The Rattlers. The Rattlers. In, in, in uh, Tallahassee. Yep. And then what I didn't realize before this is that both LSU and Southern are both in Baton Rouge. I did not know that. So you have two of these uh, historically black colleges, who, which historically have been in the South. Almost all of them are yeah. outside of maybe Delaware and a couple of others. Uh, but they, it's amazing the disparity between FAMU's budget, Florida State's budget, the numbers that they're getting from the state. The same thing in, in Louisiana. And of course you have Alabama A&M, which is also a state school, not, it's Huntsville, which is what, about yeah. an hour maybe from Birmingham? Um, yeah, I guess. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they're just, the, the major disparities between the historically black colleges and the non. That's interesting story. That might be one that gets picked up nationally, Joe. You might be famous. More, I mean, more famous. <laughs> yeah, I'm famous in Coles County, maybe. <laughs> um, a couple of other notes. It looks like uh, Joe Thomas is being wooed by Monday Night Football and Fox to be the announcers. It's, it's really weird that we don't. Uh, that two of the premier you know, color P, uh, color analyst jobs in the NFL are still not uh, solved. You know, usually by now everybody knows that. So Monday Night Football has a new host. Test tours there, but he doesn't have a co-host. And same with Fox. So on their big pro. So interesting that Joe Thomas, who just retired from the Browns, uh, is is mentioned there. Ken Singleton retiring from baseball after this year. You know, he's a pretty good announcer, really. I really do like him. Yep. And, of course, I'm, I am I hear him a lot more yep. than some others because he does the Yankee games. Yep. But uh, Ken Singleton is one of those guys that he's he's very reasonable. He He's not trying to do the sensational thing. He's not there to be the show. No, he's yep. not. He, I mean, as a matter of fact, if you didn't know it was Ken Singleton, you have to go out of your way to realize or have grown up – Watch him. He was he was a class player from from what I could see, and he's certainly a class announcer, especially in the way he announced it. Just saying, yeah, it's time for me to go. Someone yep. else can do it, and you know, I'll miss him because I, I love his stories. I love I love his professionalism. There you uh, go. You get to, and I think baseball, unlike any other sport we've talked about before, you get to know these announcers on radio for baseball, don't you? Oh, exactly, for sure. Carlos Correa. Yeah. For. Was that, he's the one who did not go to the White House because he was saving money to... He said that he's not going to go to the wall. He said it's not about politics, but it is. But he doesn't want to make it politics, which is a class act by yeah. Carlos Correa. Again, another Astros player who I want to hate because of the way <laughs> they, they beat, beat the Yankees. Yankees. But, man, these are great. These are some great players, guys on this team. Um, he's going to go and uh, spend that time to help gather supplies for Puerto Rico, which continues to be one of the most amazing oversights that this country has allowed to continue to happen. Still, most people don't have energy and electricity in, yeah. in that country. Well, I, I think if Donald Trump wasn't the president and everything that went on in politics, maybe Puerto Rico would have uh, been, received a lot more news and a lot more supplies and a lot more, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever you want to call the word, uh, reparations, uh, but it's just the politics has just taken over. Everything why, why are you a hater for Donald Trump? You're always just saying <laughs> bad things about Donald Trump. Why I'm just saying the Donald Trump presidency has created a lot of problems, whether you blame him or the other side, I don't yeah. care. No, it has. Uh, but it has. He, I mean, you know, it's, it's he a is a divider, unfortunately, and uh, and and he's not. It's just not him. 
he's been kind of and the this group of people. Yeah, it's just uh, the whole everything now is is left and right. It's there's no American. It's it's it's, it's a sad time and hopefully we will continue to move past that. Now I don't know if you happen to watch this last time. But I had to get this out before okay. we get to the Walking Dead, which is the real reason we both do this show yeah, with people yeah, yeah, exactly. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon was the guest announcer for the first period of the hockey game last night on the National on the National Hockey Game Not of the, the Week. Bulls? No. It was unbelievably horrible. And then I went to Twitter because I had to see what people were saying. And people were going, why is Susan Sarandon helping announce the Penguins and Rangers game? I guess she's a gigantic Rangers fan. Oh, okay. She was in the stands. So they brought oh, her into the booth. Horrible. It, and I like Susan Sarandon. I, 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 I was a fine actress, you know, but... You know why they did this and what their thought process. It was it just took away from the game, and she really wasn't following. And every once in a while, she'd be a fan, and she'd say, you know, like, oh, oh, but no really words. <laughs> and it was just really, it was one of those odd moments, kind of like when John Lennon came up to the booth with in Monday Night Football. Remember in the seventies, and I don't people remember don't remember that. why he was there. Or, or, he's John Lennon. Yeah, and so really an odd topic last night. So if you happen to not be watching anything last night, watch the the, the hockey and I'll have to go check yeah, on it, some video of that. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like Susan. Sar- in a lot of the movies that yeah. she's she's done, but. Yeah, it was I, weird. I thought you were going to tell me that you did this amazing job. No, no, no. It was really weird. It was actually weird. So, any other topics before we get to the Walking Dead update? Two, two ESPN things. One is um, this whole thing of the member that his and her, sh- you know, with Michael oh, Smith. Oh, Jamal and Michael. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then they wanted to put that the ESPN to the 6 o'clock show. And then finally, you know, Michael Smith said, you know, uh, I'm out. I'm out of this as well. And um, it's just sort of imploded. They. they, they ESPN wanted something different, but they wouldn't allow the different to come through. And ESPN doesn't know what they want right now. And, and no, they don't. And the other thing is, did you read that story on John Skipper? Yeah, he basically uh, quit because his cocaine dealer was trying to extort him. Yes. Why was would you crazy? say that? Why would, <laughs> I think he was trying to let people know because in the, in the story... Oh, here's read, the reason I quit. <laughs> but he said... <laughs> you can't make this up, folks. He said... But I really don't have a problem. I just use it once in a while, and I happen to buy it from the wrong person. Oh. Who's the right person to buy cocaine from? I don't know. Uh, you yes. can call me at area code ESPN. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's like Susan Tranton last night. You just want to, uh, yeah, ESPN, I wrote down just the note. It seems like they cannot get out of their own way with anything they do right now. And it's a shame because yeah. ESPN has been. They were the coolest. They were MTV of sports for so many years. Which goes to show you can't be cool for each generation. Every generation wants to have its own cool. And because of that, maybe things are changing. Although I'll tell you what, you talk to conferences, everybody wants to work for ESPN. Uh, but oh yeah, it's still it's still the it's still the number one. Amazing work. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. My God, all these yeah, you're right. These stupid storylines that are coming out of it is you you can't both. There was another story actually in ESPN too about how ESPN's relationship with the NFL right now is at an all-time low. Oh, it's strained at best. Because yes. they're allowing their journalists and talk show people who are journalists to talk about the NFL in the way that they ought to do. Yeah. But yet at the same time, the NFL wants them to be their PR arm, and you can't do both. You're exactly you right. Yep. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Walking Dead, spring season, episode three was last Sunday. Uh, you sent me a note that you said you liked it. One of the best shows they've had in some time. Oh, I, li- I didn't last like the week. I liked last week's even better, but this week is pretty darn good. I didn't like the first up to the first break. I was it was a little slow, but after it that, was very slow. I I was like, yeah, the, it, the show has got traction. Uh, the ratings still aren't as good as they have been. I think, and but I, I think they're not coming back. They never will. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. They're not coming back. So, but an interesting show. Uh, you know, a lot again, not 
other than the Daryl group, not some of the main characters weren't in this one. Uh, but I tell you what, when they were walking through the water when, in Daryl's group in the, in the swamp, I'm telling you what, you're kind of that was a great and scary and freaky scene when those when the zombies all were uh, they all come up. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was one of those uh, hair stand up on your arm scenes. Uh, so some good stuff. Your th- other thoughts? Oh no, I, I thought. I, I agree with you. The first five minutes of both shows the last two weeks have been very slow. We're going, what's going on? Yeah. Father Gabriel, what's happening there? And he's with the doc. I had to remind myself he was with the doc who escaped. Yeah. And uh, and it looked like Father Gabriel was starting to get his faith back. And he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, cause, and the things were seemed to be working. And, yeah. of course, the moment a little bit later, yeah. when it didn't, everything just spiraled. Yeah. Of, yeah, completely you know, came to the deer there. Yeah. Um, I like the show because I like the pacing. Um, I like the tension, and they were bringing some of the characters back in that I like. Yeah, did and you, they, did you? Feel oh, that I agree. You, that was well said. And, you know, they, they the group is getting back on the hilltop. They're all kind of making their way there. Negan's kind of got a new game plan, uh, which involves you know basically blood and guts of the of the zombies or whatever. Yeah, but but this, that doesn't make any sense. No, it, it's already because yeah. when you, these people would put all the blood and guts on them to walk through zombies, yeah, right? I, I, exactly. and, and you don't get that. Yeah. So why suddenly now? Well, I think it's the fear factor that still some people have is what they're hoping will at least maybe startle the people or startle the, the good people, if you want to look at Rick's group uh, at the Hilltop, I guess is the only way they're doing it. But, you know, I, again, I hope this is a sh- I, what I hope it's a sign that Negan's starting to grasp at straws and that the beginning of the end of Negan is, is coming. Uh, but, uh, you know, good scene, you know, good scene with, uh, you know, with, with him and the, and the bat and they show the bat with the goo and stuff on it. Uh, and then you know, this, it was a, it was a good show overall. I mean, it's it, the show has got traction after three episodes. I mean, the Carl thing's a downer, but they at least are setting up what's going to happen next. And there's there's top of the talk of the introducing the whispers in any episode now, which is a group we haven't seen yet in The Walking Dead, but yeah, it's prevalent. Seen them at all. Prevalent are in, they the big bo- in the book. In the book, big, big okay. in the book, and the mag and the, the comics. Yeah, so uh, that will be that'll be probably coming up by eventually eventually it's soon and every the one thing that everybody keeps talking about is the scene that they keep uh previewing is rick sitting on the, against the tree with his bleeding from his side uh, right. you know the, the rumor is a couple of writers have wrote that that's how the, epi- the how this season ends so we don't know and I, I can't imagine that walking dead has left that out already so i hope that's false if they did that's terrible yeah but you know they always like to have clues in every movie about or every episode about what's coming up. So, but uh, overall, uh, uh, another fine uh, showing by The Walking Dead. So I'm I'm, I'm going to stay watching. Yeah, well, we would have anyway. <laughs> My kid gave up. Really? Yeah, he said, "Nope, I'm done, Dad." After after the first episode, you he tell that loser kid of yours, get him back in there. <laughs> I begged him. I said, "Go catch up and get get back the, the these two, last two episodes." But my wife gave up after the first show. So there you go. They're the same then. Long time, long time. Uh, but, but but another thing I liked about the show is that the tension was there. Oh yeah. So if you're looking at the, you know, you talked about going through the swamp tension. Um, Daryl and the and the girl when the girls went on their own to to chase Dwayne tension. Dwayne rejoining the group. Tension. Oh, yeah. And then she was uh, getting tracked down to yeah. chase him. Like, was she going to shoot him? And then yeah. the person came out. It was an awful lot of tension in yeah. the show. It was last good. week it had it, too. I was worried because you and I both talk how much we hate the slow, yeah. laborious. Season. As long as there's stuff happening, you're, you you can live with it. So yes. And there was in, this, in that episode. And, and, and I almost am feeling like they're going to go somewhere else, too. But maybe not. 
Well, they got to figure out a way to get more food. I mean, I think both sides understand, you know, Negan's side and Rick's side are both running out of supplies. So something has to give where they have to move. And I think they will. They've got Jesus out and they said, well, he's still out looking yeah. for food. And that look on their face, exactly what you're saying. And so I think that that's the point where they're going to pick up and whoever wins the war, which we, we'd hope would be Rick's group, I, I think. But you never know. I mean, the, the, the writers have, have never stayed with the, the, the comic book itself. So we'll see what happens. I think they've gone out of the way to go opposite sometimes. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the prisoners that are sitting in there? Are they going to rebel, or uh, are they, 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 they? It's like a gun, the loaded gun in a scene. It has to go off at some point. What's happening there? Because they keep re- reference to them. Yeah, like, I don't get out. that whole thing. It's like, I mean, I think I would, what I would have done if I was uh, what, uh, Maggie? A, Maggie, I would have said I would have let oh, uh, if the one guy that said he wanted to kind of he would switch teams. He would switch the good guy side. He said. He said I would give him the opportunity. I would say, okay, go do something, and we're, we're going to watch it. And if you can prove to me that you're not going to escape and everything like that, because Negan knows where these people are and knows where Maggie's group is, so it's not like they can go say, hey, they're at the hilltop. I would give them the chance because you need people, or you send them on a mission. You guys go. Or, or I'm going to send two. Here's I'm going to send two or three people to go. You know, get some of Negan's guys. And if you don't come back in a day or two, the rest of these people all are going to be, uh, you know, dismissed. To properly say. Wow, you are just. Cruel. Well, I didn't want to say what I really want to say, but you know that—that's all of those people. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to prove to me that you're going to switch to my allegiance, I was thinking the yeah. same thing. And so that's got to be something done. But to let them out now, two at a time, to, to clean the stables, I believe Maggie said, uh, you know something's going to happen. One of them's going to break. They're going to escape, and they're going to get a gun. And there's going to be a little mini war inside there. So, uh, but when they're you're, the, the key thing is they're running out of rations, and I think that's going to be the, the next set of tension inside the hilltop, unless the the war begins soon. And you in in, in the previews. You know, the previews are for the rest of the season, so you never know what's going to happen next episode. But we'll see if uh, you know if if the uh, if it drags I, I, on a little bit. I don't bit. like how they give the previews for us to see. I don't I want, I want next week or nothing. I agree with you, hundred percent, Joe. Because you you get excited and oh that didn't happen. Let me tell you the end of the book. Okay, now go read it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Let me tell you the end of the movie. I don't want to know the end of the movie. That's why I'm watching. <laughs> we're watching The Walking Dead. It's more than any other show in the sense that we were there for the adventure. Yep. yep we yep, don't yep. want to know how it's going to culminate. Yep. It's even like who was it when when the uh, Father Gabriel and the uh, the doctor found the little cabin. You know, it's like, hey, there's a little place you can hang out for a while and you know get well. They found the medicine, but immediately their thoughts are getting out of there, and then they got caught. So uh, it just they just can't find nobody can find their way right now. So we'll see. And wasn't it also because Dwight redirected those people? That's the only reason they came across them. Isn't yeah. that it? I think you could say Not yeah. that he did on yeah. purpose, clearly. But, but he told him to go, yeah, right. Go that yeah. way instead. Yep. So maybe that was God's way of telling Father Gabriel or something. So like we'll see, you know. And then uh, Eugene and the bullets and all that stuff. was a, It was a really weird scene and just... He was being. A, I I honestly. Woman, he's being. I mean, the woman. Oh, yeah. you little woman, go and, get me, fetch me some. Yeah, and she was obviously kind of sent there to to kind of you know be his little buddy, and uh, he didn't want to no part of that. But do you get the sense that Eugene is faking this whole thing, of his allegiance to Negan? Yes. He's got a plan. I didn't early on. It's coming around, don't you think? Did you see that or not? Was I just? I don't know if it's coming around, but. Or just little bits and pieces. I I don't know that. I don't have a sense yet that he has an exact plan, but he has a plan. But maybe now that you bring that up, maybe he doesn't have a lot of bullets because he's already made some bullets. But I don't get us, you know, and, and put them elsewhere. But or maybe he has self-imploding bullets. I don't know. Well, the whole thing is that he said when he can't make them fast enough. But here's an idea. Well, 
obviously he doesn't want to make it fast enough because he in his in his heart he knows that Rick's group saved him, right. so he doesn't want to kill him. And in his heart he also knows throwing blood and guts at people really doesn't work because they've all had. I mean, Rick had cuts on his hands and then fought zombies and and the blood didn't transfuse in there. So. I honestly think he's been scamming all along, and it's going to come to a head here soon. Yeah, I do. Get, I have more of a sense of that after this week that he's not all in on on Negan there. Yeah, and he actually has learned for him a little backbone. Yep, and he's and he's playing Negan, and and Negan doesn't think he can be played, and he thinks Eugene is always analytically just straight to the point and right. That this is you know Negan doesn't doesn't see that he's being played. At least maybe I'm just hoping that. But well, I he, he says I can see through your you know BS. Here's yeah. Some, good things that come about it. But I didn't get a sense that he thought that he was BSing them, just that he didn't like the, the ideas. There you go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to say. I'm, I am excited for the next show. I really am. After two good shows in a row. Two very good shows, I think. Yeah, I agree. Two of the better ones in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, this whole season I can live with so far, so not too bad. So, hey, we're out of time. We'll try to do better next time. I'm Jeff. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah, maybe he is trying to